hearts are prepared for the unadulterated truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we magnify and glorify your precious name. Thanking you for this day and this opportunity, Lord God, that we can be in your presence, oh God, to worship you, to experience you, and Lord, to hear from you, Lord God. Our hearts are open, ready, willing, and waiting, oh Lord. So speak to us, Lord God, by your spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus. And all this in agreement, saying amen, amen, and amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. My God, there is a word from the Lord that I know that he wants to share with us on this morning. So if you will, turn your Bibles to 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1. And we'll visit several chapter uh, verses and chapters in his word on this morning as God prepares to speak to us. And the title of the message is, You Have Everything. You Have Everything. Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 3. It reads like this. It says, and he, excuse me, actually, let me just back up to verse 2 as well. Grace, peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord. I'm going to say that again. Grace, this is to you, my friend. Peace be multiplied to you. And that grace and that peace is multiplied to us in one way and one way only, my friends. And this is what we're going to, God is going to reveal to us even the more today. And that is, is in the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. As he, or as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life, and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. You have everything that you need. See, God wants to speak to us as believers this morning, my friend. Glory be to God. Having uh, received, having heard and received the gospel of Jesus Christ, we, the believers, God is wanting to speak to us today because he needs us to know that we have everything that we need. Everything that we need, my friends. And as he speaks to us, he's speaking to us again this morning. We ain't trying to leave the lost out, but we know the audience that God is speaking to, and that is those of us that have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And those of us that have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, you, we have everything that we need. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and that everything that we need is expressed first and foremost in the knowledge of God himself 
in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. See, this is why he can tell us you got everything, whether you realize it or not. You have everything because you have Jesus whom God has sent. And the, and the truth, the knowledge of that, it only God is true. Jesus is truth. And the knowledge of that is all that we need. Man, and with that knowledge of who he is, God the Father, God the Son, and even God the Holy Spirit, man, God wants to encourage us today that we got to understand that with that, his divine power has given us all things that it, as it pertains to life, as it pertains to us living, as it pertains to the rest of our stay here, as it pertains to our journey that is set before us, we have all things. You see, sometimes uh, you know, in life, and we've been talking about this for a while, and each and every one of us is privy to the understanding that you know, the, with the trick of the enemy, the cares of life and, and circumstances can lead us or dupe us into not believing that we have everything that we need. But God says, not so, my friend. Today, he needs us to understand in, in such a powerful way that we have everything. See, life circumstances can hit us, and, and there's times probably that each and every one of us have been maybe in a tough place and, and, and not realizing in the moments because we've been captured by circumstances, distractions, and everything else, you know, in the moments that we can forget that we have everything that we need as it pertains to life, and not only life, but godliness. What is godliness? See, godliness, my friend, is being like God. It's just a very simple thing. But in order for us to be like God, God didn't just leave us out there uh, to, to try to uh, assume or, or figure out how to be like him. God sent his only begotten son in from heaven in the form of man and flesh himself to be that example, to be that picture right in front of our faces, my friend. So godliness is to be like Christ. Come on, somebody. So it's to take on the characteristics that Christ himself coming, God himself coming in the form of Jesus Christ in the earth and has given us an example of how we ought to be the character that we ought to take on. And see, God is speaking to a particular audience today, my friends, because he's not just saying a bunch of things. He wants to, he, us to hear his voice, heed what he's saying, and take it in, my friend. So the character of Christ Jesus and the characteristics of who Christ is that have been shown to us and that we have the word that is placed right before us, it is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And as the children of the Most High God, God is not saying that this is something that you just have access to. This is something that we must access. This is how we must live. And we have everything that we need to do so. Hold your finger right there and go to 1 Peter.
First Peter. Hallelujah. In First Peter chapter 1, verse 4, it says this. Actually, I'll just start at verse 3 again. Blessed be the God and Father our Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. See, this is how we have obtained everything that we need. And he says, to an inheritance that's incorruptible, my friends, and undefiled, that, uh, and that does not fade away, that is reserved in heaven for you. Come on, somebody. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. See, this, my friends, we have everything that we need as it pertains to life and godliness because it is the, by the divine power of God himself. And that power uh, that works is working through our faith, my friends, and it is the power of God. It's high time that we stop relying on our own self and our own power. And in order for us to stop doing that, one of the keys is, is that we have to stop uh, looking to do our own will and stay in the will of God. See, if you flip one page over into 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it tells us who we are as the begotten of the Son. That uh, verse 9, it says, but you, somebody say, but me. I am a chosen, uh, of a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Come on, somebody. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. For us to know that we have everything that we need, then we got to know who we are. We are God's own special people. And we got to begin to see ourselves as that. And not special because we are something special, but special because he has chosen us out of, uh, to bring us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. We are special because we, he, we, we have been assigned, come on somebody, a task in the body. See, we, God wants to, to, to take us past you know, our own understanding and really begin to speak to our hearts, my friend. We are, do you realize that we are God's chosen people or we are of a chosen generation? Just like the, 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 the it's just like it was from the beginning when God chose the nation of Israel. And this is a reference to them as well as to us now through Christ Jesus. We are the fulfillment of the first fruits of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. And just as God had chosen the nation of Israel to be uh, a chosen people to, uh, to, to do what? He chose them for one reason, one reason only, to, because he had a particular task that he wanted them to do. 
And as we go through time, and as time has moved further in the plan of redemption and God's supernatural plan of salvation, he has brought forth his son and all of those that are the first fruits of his son, all of those that will have given their life and accepted Jesus Christ, whom God has sent, then we now are a chosen generation. And this generation that we have chosen for is to do a particular task, my friend. And in order for us to do that particular task, we got to know that we have everything that we need. Everything that we need, my friends. We are not lacking anything. And in everything that we need, it's only revealed again, let me say it one more time, through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's the understanding of who Christ is that gives us and allows the power of God to work in us. I'm going to say that again. See, it's only through the knowledge and the understanding of Jesus Christ, whom God has sent, that God then works his power through that. Uh, so for each and every one of us, it is important that we understand where the power of God is working in and through. It takes us having the mind of Christ. See, when we have this understanding and we know what's the power that not the power to do our will, but the power to do the will of God. So in other words, my friends, not only do we need to know that we have everything, we need to know who we are. We are the children of the Most High God. We are his own special people. And his own special people uh, comes with a, a, a purpose, my friend, to do his particular task. So not only we are, are his, his own special people, but we are chosen to be his special people to complete a particular or a special, somebody say special, a special task. See, we are here and we have called out by the Lord to accomplish that which is special to him. And it takes us realizing and knowing that in our time here, that that is the purpose uh, in there. So if you turn your Bibles to Philippians, the book of Philippians right now. Philippians chapter 2. Yes, Philippians chapter 2. Starting in verse 12. As you are getting there, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Let the word of God speak to us, my friends. And all that we, he's been imparting to us, this is just an add-on. That you got to know that you, the word of God tells us. That you have everything that you need to live this life and to finish the race, to go on this journey and to finish this late race. We have everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness. We have everything that we need to go on this journey of life 
has been called by God. Remember, he said from the beginning, he's talking to a particular people, a particular audience, and that is his own chosen people, his own special people. That's you and me, my friend. And he is saying that you have everything that you need to take this journey of life as I have said it before you. And not only to take the journey, but you have everything that you need that in the journey of life to put on the character of Jesus Christ, put on godliness. Uh, and there's a reason why he needs us to have on this godliness while we are on the journey. See, because this godliness, don't get it confused. Well, see, because some people think that godliness is, is, is just doing good. But we already didn't distinguish and God has already revealed that everything that's good is not God. So godliness is more than just good. All of who God is, is good. But godliness is a character or, or following the character of Jesus Christ. And why do we have to have in our life, have this character on? Why do we have to, in this life, have this suit on? Well, there's a reason why we have to have this character on. We have to have this suit on as we go through and live our lives. It's because we have to have the mind of Christ, that we have to have an understanding. Because in the mind of Christ and with the mind of Christ is the only real revelation of God's will. So here in verse 12, it says this, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Therefore, my brother, or my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but, also, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. See, there's a reason why you have to not only know and understand that you have everything as it pertains to life, but you have everything as it pertains to putting on the characteristics in the, in, uh, of who we are to follow. Jesus Christ, my friends. See, you'll notice here in Philippians when he says, this is, uh, in here, God is finna give us some clarity because many of us didn't hurt this priest in many different ways. But he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You notice what he didn't say is work for your salvation. Because he's not telling us to work for anything. But be why? Because salvation that we already have, that salvation has been made available and have been provided to us through the finished work of Christ, through God himself, the command that God gave to his son. It has already been fulfilled. So we don't have to work for our salvation. Working out your salvation is to put on godliness that you may be the vessel for the rest of your life that God can use. See, salvation comes by faith. And it's what God does when one puts his trust in Jesus Christ and in the plan of salvation, how God has, has instructed this. 
See, this is going to help us today, Ben, because some of us have been working for our salvation thinking we're working it out. And because we've been trying to work for it, we have not worked it out, my friend. Uh, in there, we've been focusing on something that you can't even do, my friend, because you cannot work for your salvation. This is what Ephesians chapter 2 is talking about, that, uh, that we have been extended grace by God. And it's through that grace by faith that we have salvation. And then and only then can we become or, or uh, can we be put in the place to be the workmanship of Christ, the workmanship of God. So understand this. This is really important that we don't miss this. For working out our salvation, you have to be able to see immediately what it says in the very next chapter. And sometimes, I mean, in the next verse, and we separate this. Look what it says, working Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. See, working out your salvation is allowing God to work in you that which is good, uh, his will, and that is of his good pleasure. That is working out your salvation is, a, is, is, is allowing God, somebody say allowing God, to work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That's working out our salvation. So it's not you trying to do something that, to prove to God that you deserve salvation. No, it's you allowing God to come in and take over your whole heart and your whole soul to be led by the Spirit of God, for the will of God, to be the vessel that is fit for the master's use. That is working out your salvation, my friend. See, because once we uh, accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, we don't become perfect. But once we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and we have what... Uh, for, uh, Peter was telling us is the understanding of the knowledge of who God and Jesus Christ is. Then and only then can we yield and release ourselves and submit ourselves to the process. Glory be to God. Of becoming a vessel that is fit for the master's use. This is what this is all about. And so in order to do that, if you look in verse 14 of the same thing, uh, and, and, and this is going to bear witness to what God has already been saying. It says, do all things without complaining and dis uh, disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. See, the purpose of us working out our salvation is that God can both do, will and do, and do that which is of his good pleasure, meaning that he can work in that vessel, that the light of who Christ is can shine in a, a dark world that is a crooked and perverse generation. See, and by the way, on, uh, as we are working out 
our salvation. It's just what God spoke to through uh, Brother Rick this morning is that we got to, in working out your salvation and putting on the character of God and allowing this to become uh, your life, that we have to do it without complaining and, 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 and uh, disputing with one another. Hear what thus saith the Lord. Because this is a serious charge, my friend. It's high time. We are living in a time where it's, 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 it's over for this church as usual stuff. Just coming to church trying to hear a good word, praising, saying that we're praising God and all of this different stuff. Just going through the motions of all of these things and then turning around and just and going back out and living much, not much different than we came in. Why? Because we are living of our own volition and living for ourselves. But when the right understanding comes of what God has been telling us all the time, and now you can probably see where the rubber meets the road, my friend. This ain't God just telling you to give your life over to him or, 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 or telling you that, you know, that you don't belong to him, that you've been bought at a price, and this is not him just telling you these things. For you to go and wrestle with your flesh for the rest of your time here, trying to uh, believe these things. No, this is time to submit to what the word of God is saying, what he has spoken. Go and get it. Go and possess it. Because there's a purpose to our possession of it. This is a, it's a purpose to the possession of this. And it's above us. And it's certainly not about us. It's about him and the kingdom, my friend. We have to move forward. And yes, there's much in the natural that we deal with every day that is trying to be a distraction from you coming into the knowledge of truth as it pertains to Jesus Christ being the Lord and God the Father as it pertains to uh, your life and godliness and having all that you need because the power of that divine promise is working through him and it cannot be obtained no other way. It cannot be obtained no other way, my friend. So it's going to require us to wake up. Today, he's calling us to wake up and to know that you have everything. But everything that you got, it ain't what, how you can do it. It's how he's working it in you. It's will you allow him to will, to both will and to do of his goodwill and to do his good pleasure. Will you allow it in your life? The purpose, my friend, we have to understand that we are to be that light. This is for us to be used as a light in a dark world. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus was speaking and he said in verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, 
but on a lampstand is where they put it, and it gives light to all who are in the house. So it says in verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven, my friends. See, the good works that God is willing to do through us is not going to glorify ourselves. It, this good work will shine as a light into a dark world and men will see it and glorify God. Can you see the picture that we have everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness that God may use us for the purpose that he has chosen us as his own special people in a time such as this that the light can shine into a dark world, my friend. And that in that light shining, that uh, it is shining through the good works that God is willing to work in you for his, somebody say his, his good pleasure. See, the good work that he's working in us is not for our pleasure, it's for his. And in doing so, it will, they will see your good works. And glorify the Father. See, God hath this all in his plan. He's just revealing it to us. He had it already worked out, my friend. That all of what he is doing is for his good pleasure. It's for him to be glorified. He needs and uses an earthen vessel. That is you and me if we will surrender the rest of our stay here for the glory of God. So now can you see that it's not worthy uh, to be compared to the things that we're going through to that which we are headed for? It's, it's, we cannot even compare that which we are going through. Let us not even put it up against that which God has already promised. Because it, then when we even begin a comparison, it ain't nothing but a distraction, my friend. And he says, stop it. Know the truth. Hear the promise. Go and possess it. That we may be useful for the kingdom. And I know this ain't much far from what we hear all the time, but there is some key things. Some key things for us to understand that we have, by the word of God, an urgency. To, he's compelled us to the utmost to work out our own salvation. And what that means, my friend, is something that we understand today is for us to put on the character of God that we may be a light for as his own chosen and his special people of God that is for us to be a light not for us to achieve that which we already been provided which is salvation which is eternity and see and because we know that our salvation has already been provided for us and what, are we, what is that salvation that is a eternal a destiny, an eternal place 
in the presence of God. We have that. So as a result of having that, let us work it out by putting on godliness, putting on the character of God that he can use us in this life. And those that does not put on the care, don't work out their own salvation, they do not put on godliness that God or the character of Christ in this life. They do not put on the character of Jesus Christ in this life. They continue to walk in their character. Because I'm a child of God and because I'm headed for a destiny that God is faithful to keep. So I don't have, they, they, they don't get, and why? It's only one reason why. Because they have not come into the knowledge of who God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ truly is. I'm talking about an understanding. They know him as Lord. They know him as God. They know him as the Savior. But they don't know him as the master of their life, this life. And they don't, finally, and this is where we'll close, they don't have the true understanding of what provisions have been made for salvation. They know the words, but they don't know the depth. They noted the words that Jesus died on the cross and was buried and was raised from the dead. They know the words, but they don't know the depth. See, the depth when we, and this is the knowledge. See, when we know the depth, it comes with the understanding of the value not just of my soul being saved, but it comes with the value of the understanding that all souls be saved, that God would that all men be saved. That it comes with the understanding of the heart of God, that this is not just about what I want, because once I'm saved, then I'm satisfied. But this is about what God wants, and he wants me, you, and everybody else. And his heart is aching and burning for that. So then we don't, see, working out our own salvation don't involve us just uh, doing what we want. It is us submitting to what he wants. This is our life. And you have everything that you need to live this life and to put on the character of God that he may use you in this life, in this life, in this life, in this life. And yes, it's going to take us to overcome or to die to our flesh. It's going to take us to, to all that God has continued to say and do and, 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 and impart to us is that this it's going to take us to come to understand that this is not about us, but this is bigger than us. This is about something much more in there, but it's not, uh, but in it being about something that's bigger than us and much more than us, we still are 
a part of it that is still a part of us. And we are a part of it. We got to do this and we got to do it now. We cannot continue on the journey that we own. We, gotta, we, we got to continue to, uh, to move past our perspective and to truly move fully into to God's perspective. So yes, practically, there's in all of them practical places. Yes, when you own the job, when you're in this situation, when the time is real, meaning in real time, this is where you got to, this has to come forth. In real time, this has to come forth. So when we're dealing with the attacks of the enemy, this is what has to come forth. Let us quit because this is what, uh, you know, just the, the, the average church person does. They, uh, when, the, when the enemy comes, they deal with them in the flesh. And then they come and, and, and ask God. Then they come and confront God. After that, God is saying that when the enemy comes, this is what must come forth, not your flesh. But let this come forth as being your life. And you'll be dealing with, with them now. God will be dealing with your enemy now instead of you dealing with your enemy and then having to come to God for all of the other monkey business. <coughs> and you know what that entails. Now we got to go and cry before the Lord because we done messed up. <clears throat> now we got to go cry before the Lord because now we need his help because the enemy didn't overtook us. He didn't got the best of us, I mean. So now we got to go to God anyway. God says, no, you don't have to come to me anyway. Put me first. Put me in front of you. Let me do it in real time. Let me handle the enemy while he's right before you. Yes, but it takes us putting on that which he's given us, which is everything that pertains to life and godliness. Let's give God some praise right there. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You can cut it off. Thank you. <laughs>